Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys, and uh, here to talk about how things went yesterday with our season opener against Illinois. As much as we might not want, to. we really don't want to. Um, but we figured we'd come here today talk a little bit. We're not going to spend too much time, although we nope. always say that, and we end up talking. Uh, a lot more than we planned on doing, so I'm just getting some uh, stuff shared out here, so give me a second. Jimmy, go ahead and kick us off. I was going to say, I don't have a lot a lot to say, not a lot of good anyway. Um, you know, uh, Frost said it pretty much exactly how it was. It's the same movie that we've been watching for years, and keep hearing that it's going to be a different movie, and it's not. Yep. And I'm getting pretty tired of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and he said exactly what everyone has been saying for a couple of years now at least, like, hey, we're seeing the same stuff, the same mistakes over and over again. When's it going to change, right? So yeah, let, let's out. let's start off just with everything leading up to game one. What was being said, everything leading up to game one, Jimmy? From coaches to media, um, everybody. That um, we were better at the skill positions. Um, we were very deep in the running back room. Still – mystery at this point um we're a better receiver which is true uh we probably are uh we were better on defense which we were in the first half um but that this was the best team that they've had since for us has been here yeah and if that's true then we're in trouble we're in trouble so i mean you know it's funny is like the media sometimes we get the media is uh excited sometimes they are kind of back and forth on hey they're better they're not better they're this they're that um they've all been kind of uh similar this year saying that hey like this team looks better this team looks polished this team looks ready to go they look like they're one of the best teams you got the young guys hanging out with the older guys um there's been a lot of positive from the nebraska media leading up to this game i can see that as far as the defense in the first half of the game um martinez did not look improved um, you know, we had the offensive line did not look improved at all. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty discouraging. Uh, I'm just kind of getting sick and tired of hearing about all these improvements and not seeing it. So the best team that we've had, this is the best group of guys, the best talent wise that we've had in Nebraska since Frost arrived, according to him, according to a lot of other guys. And we didn't see it. Right, we, we didn't see it. A um, couple questions I had. So let's start off with special teams. Again, yeah, uh, again, special we, teams are better. We are apparently were supposed to have... Just as bad, if not worse. We had Big Ten <laughs> kicker of the year last year, missed two extra points. And we had, I think Mike Dawson was supposed to be taking over the special teams. Um, yeah. And I don't... I, okay, you could be 10 years old and playing football. And no, not to... Receive a punt at the two yard line. Why is Ken well, Taylor receiving the punt? It's, the it's not place? just receiving the ball at the two yard line. It is running backwards and trying to catch a ball over your head towards yeah. the end zone. Like even it's kicked over you. What do you do? Well, and I understand. You let it go. The first one bounced and it went out at the half yard line. I understand that, and that's just unlucky. But that doesn't mean that you go field it at the two the next time. If it bounces yeah. and goes out of bounds again, then that you just take it how it is. Yeah. But catching it and you know whatever but just in general like i guess 
we did actually were able to kick the ball into the end zone off the kickoffs. We did. That was maybe, maybe one of the positives. We have a guy that can kick the ball in the end zone, yeah. which we were told could happen. So that actually did that come true. to fruition. We saw that. Um, so, yeah, punt return. Get Cam Taylor off punt return. Yeah. I like Cam Taylor Britt, but yeah, he proved la- he proved last year that he's not a punt returner. Yeah. He, he, he turned over the ball a couple times last year. Like him a lot. Oh. Want him on defense, though. I don't want him and, on special teams. Where's Alante Brown? Where's Betts? Where's Sevion? Where's Ramir Johnson? These are the guys you want returning kicks. Well, and Oliver Martin went in and he was fine. Or Oliver Martin. Uh, the right lever. I don't care. Anybody but Cam, a guy on our defense. Well, Don't put Cam Taylor in there. Yet again. And, again, the only time we saw Betts on the field was on kickoff. Uh, to start the game. Uh, I don't uh, think I saw him again. Well, At least maybe not. A, camera well, wasn't well, on. I'm pretty sure he did because as we started slipping away down 14 down 21 we started returning these kicks to the 20 yard line when you can just let it go or fair catch it wherever and take it at the 25 you don't have to touch take it. the ball at the 25 just run off the field when they kick it don't even you don't have to do anything yeah well that's not <laughs> i know i'm kidding okay you want to you want to get the ball but i mean we we've seen this and we talked about it the last three years we're still returning kicks and not getting it to the 25. Why are we returning kicks? If we yeah. don't have the guys that are going to get us to the 25, 30-yard line, just stop returning kicks. I mean, kicks. I, I get it. You catch the ball at the 5, you think you can get past the 25, but you don't. So why even try? Yeah. Again, special teams, abysmal yesterday. Abysmal. Our punter, we had a 26-yard punt. And like a we 13, had a 16-yard punt. 16. And maybe oh, well, one good punt, maybe. I think. He had maybe one or and two. Again, one where we, we pinned up. I mean, he kicked it past the 50 when we were inside the 15, so that was our best punt. But, I mean, and I think our punter, again, I've heard he's improved, which yesterday didn't really show that. But, well, he may be a freshman, and, uh, yeah. and he may have he may be better than what we've got. I, I think our kickoff guy's a freshman, too. So, But, but so special teams, terrible. abysmal. I think we agree on that. I'm If I'm going to grade him, I'm giving him an F. Um, so an F on special teams all around. Um, I'll give him a D just because we can actually kick the ball into the end zone on kickoff. Man. So, uh, yeah, so so Ryan started off just talking about special teams, feeling the ball over the head, and then All-American kicker, you know, again, missing those extra points. He was 20-20 last year. Yeah, so, points. Dan, one of three. we're going to get to the QB here. I think offense is well, – we'll start with defense, then we'll go to offense because I think offense is way worse than defense. But we have a QB who can't have the out of the barn, coach that doesn't know how to adjust and continually gets out of – yeah, gets out coached. Agree. Players making poor in-game decisions. Agree. You continue to have the same results. Everything that was in place last year is still there. Why would the results be any different? And, Dan, I think you're, you're in the position of a lot of Husker fans right now that, again, we hear we're better. We're doing things right. The culture is changing. Right now, I don't think it's a, not a question of culture. The culture is fine as far as what it is, but it's not a culture of winning. Yeah. And that's what's, I think that's the one thing that's missing with this culture is a culture of a winning team and the winning mentality to go out there and continue to make those adjustments and battle. And, you know, I do like a lot of these, a lot of these kids. Um, they just haven't won, and they just don't know how to win. And they, I mean, again, another one possession loss. Yep. I mean, five and thirteen and one possession games for Frost. I mean, they don't know how to win these types of games. Yeah. And again, it's um, Adrian Martinez fumble pickup for six. That's the difference of the game. Yeah. And a couple missed extra points in the well, safety. Uh, two missed passes in the end zone or yep. uh, in the red zone. Again, our red zone offense. We talked about it. That needs to be a difference, and it wasn't a difference yesterday. So. Before we talk too much about offense, because yeah. we can go, we can talk forever about that. Let's focus on defense. 
So defense came out strong. Started off really well in the first half. They were awesome. They were the best defense I've seen Nebraska in years. They couldn't run the ball on us, and they couldn't throw because we were getting to the quarterback. We had Daniels. We had Payne. We had Garrett Nelson. We had Thomas. Caleb Tanner was Caleb Tanner. Deontay Williams got back there. Our guys were getting in the backfield and getting to the quarterback to where he could not get a pass off, and they couldn't run the ball because we were busting up their offensive line. Yeah. So that was good. Everything was good. We had, what, like three sacks, six tackles for a loss, uh, we knocked their quarterback out of the game because Garrett Nelson absolutely destroyed him. We had an interception that evidently we hit a guy playing football, and they gave yeah. us a 30-yard penalty. So obviously, according to the rule there with Caleb Tanner, they, they made, according to what football is now in both pro and college, they made the call that they're going to make in both leagues is they, he drove him into the ground. He finishes hit, but he drove him into the ground, and so that's a judgment call on how he did that. And so that's, that's the call. And then apparently he taunted, whatever, so he got an extra 15. So that that was a momentum killer because that was going to be a momentum that was shift. That was, a big, that was a big turning point in the game. Yeah. Yep. We so, had the ball at their 35. Instead, they had the ball at our 25. Yep. And they score a touchdown. Yeah, huge, huge momentum shift there. Again, Caleb Tanner, hell of a hit. Hell of a, he had – he's in his fourth year, I think. And we've been talking about Caleb Tanner since he was a freshman. Yeah. And we're excited about him since he was a freshman. And and he, and showed, he showed up, up yesterday. Yeah. He's been on special teams, been really good on special teams um, up to this point, And he finally is getting his chance to start. And he got his black shirt. You and know, he earned it yesterday. He played and, really well. You know, Frost said he felt bad for the kids because they've been working really hard. And you can tell that those guys on defense have been working really hard. Yeah. You can tell. I mean, and I, and I think, our, bla- I think mu- our black shirts. Most of them were much improved. And I think our black shirts, the guys that got them, Every single one of them yesterday was playing well. Yeah. Heinrich was playing well. He yeah. got he had a couple tackles. I mean, our defense played really well. The only guy that was absent was JoJo Doman. They just didn't run to him. No, they he ran was to the playing, left side every time. He was playing outside linebacker. And they should have just shifted him over to that other side of the field. But yeah. then they probably would have ran the other way. I, I like him as middle, but I see why he's not playing middle because we have depth, not linebacker. Yeah. So I, I get it. But first half, great. Second half, what, what, what did you see in the second so, half? What was well? A couple things. One, you you run a play, you snap the ball to end the first half with one second left, and take a sack that just gives Illinois even more momentum. We're going, not on offense yet. <laughs> no, I know. I'm getting there. I know. But uh, gives them even more momentum yep. after they had taken the lead, which we should have been up by two scores at least at that point. Yep. And they get the ball to start the second half, and they go, you know. Five third down conversions. They just seven ran. and a half minutes. It was eight oh four. Okay, eight minutes. Eight minutes and four seconds. Touchdown drive. Uh, you know they maybe they were getting a little bit worn down because they've been on the field more than the offense had. Yep. Um, it's also feels the real feels like one hundred ten degrees. Yeah, so it was hot, hot out. Um, and you know Illinois made some adjustments at halftime. Who didn't? We didn't. Of Nebraska course, we never do. Um, so they made some adjustments so they were getting a little bit more yardage on those runs and they were just going you know basically four yards in a cloud of dust and getting first downs and did an eight minute drive and scored a touchdown that was a pretty big momentum killer as well you know momentum for them (laughs) because they went up two scores and killed so much time and then we come out and are terrible on offense. Yep. So the defense you know they and I feel for those guys because they were busting their asses and the offense wasn't helping them out, and that can get discouraging, yep. and then lead to mistakes. Yep, and yeah. that's what I think 
I saw yesterday. Yeah, and so again, I Dan's talking about just we have a chance to be really good. Can't be consistently put in bad position uh, on the field, and that's that was the problem last year field position and we didn't do a good job of that yesterday either our field position we didn't move the ball well enough to get our defense uh, even an opportunity to start on the other end of the field for very long but again i don't think defensively we made adjustments we they stopped running the ball up the middle they still went to the left side but they went outside they went yeah. outside of our linebackers and that's when and we success we made zero adjustments yeah. we didn't say hey we're going to shift you over a little more defensive line we're going to shift you over this way we're going to leave doman and maybe the other linebacker over here or hey they're not throwing the ball let's go ahead and bring our uh, bring a safety up or bring a corner in and the safety is going to take over the guy in the slot or take the guy that maybe is running a deep route we didn't make those adjustments to where our defense can make the plays and they burned us on it just by running the ball over and over and over and over again. Well, and so a part of that's adjustments as well. There was a few missed tackles and, or, you know, not wrapping up. Jante Williams, I, I love him. He's a hard-hitting dude. And he came up one time and just tried to blow the guy up and yep. end up with a 25-yard run. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, we, we again, third-down stops. You mentioned it. They had, like, five third-down conversions. On we, one drive. That is, again, that's the same old story with our defense. Again, I, I agree with you, Dan. I think our defense has a lot of – upside to it and it's definitely sure. better it showed up better than our offense in game one um but again we are we're hurting ourselves offensively we're hurting our defense <laughs> and then that can't continue but we still have to get those third down stops we have to get those third out the third and short the third and four third and five we got to get those stops that is has killed us for the last few years and it's typically a quarterback keeper that you know we, you know our guys might have Receivers pinned down, yep. and a backup quarterback beats us again. Yep. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's just unbelievable. Rough. Uh, Zom, fourth-year coach, just lost to a first-year head coach who played with a backup QB. Not much left to say. Can't figure it out. Can't feel punts. Which one's let go? Can't stop with timely penalties. Can't overcome adversity whatsoever. Adrian still fumbles. Absolutely. I mean, again, you, you talk about adversity, and we, again, dealt with – we deal with adversity every game. And that's got to stop too. Like we can't just saying keep saying like, "Hey, these players have to learn to play with adversity." Not if you're winning games. Come out fire. You start yeah. with the ball and, and you come out with the drive that we had. Yikes! I mean, you, that get, was ugly. you get one first down. Adrian has a nice throw, and you're like, "Okay, maybe uh, maybe he's improved." And then a couple bad throws, a couple yeah. of zero yard runs, and a punt. And it's just like, wow, that looks kind of similar to how the yeah. last few years have been, but. It's just the first drive. We'll be fine. And then it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. In fact, it got worse. Yep. Uh, Jared mentions you know, discipline. Uh, we've been talking about discipline for how many years? Again, dumb penalties. I will say there was mistakes. two bad penalty calls. And, I mean, I guess you can call the Caleb Tanner a rule. Yeah. Um, they called a pass interference on offensive pass interference on us that we were down by two scores, and it put us inside the 25 Yep. And they called offensive pass interference when two guys ran into each other. I'm not here to blame the refs for a loss, but I mean, just un- bad timing yeah. penalties that we get called on. It's just- well, and, and they they called they called a hold that was rough too. But again, this this game was definitely not on the refs. But a couple no. things did not go our way that definitely could have helped us on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. But um, again, we we played undisciplined. We had untimely penalties. Okay. Uh, we had some bad penalties, and we continue to see that. Again, Jared says we got to start holding those kids accountable. 
uh, for the fundamental mistakes. That, that's, again, that's again, like those mistakes are not on the coaches. You can't blame the coaches for a hold. You can't blame the coaches for this. That's definitely on the players, but who's holding those players accountable? Yeah. What does that accountability look like? Again, we don't know. We, we may not ever know, but who is there another guy in line that can come in and not make those same mistakes? Because guess what? If we see those mistakes against Fordham, I don't care if we win or not, those same guys are making those same mistakes. They got to be pulled. You got to sit them. You got to bench them until they earn their way back into the game. Yeah. I mean, that's that that discipline is it's un, ungodly how much we have made so many mistakes that are mental. It's just mental, and and we're gonna switch to offense now. But Adrian, I think his his mental game is awful. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I don't, it's not even his ability. He has the ability to do everything he wants to do, but I think his head gets in his way. And I don't know if this is just a Nebraska thing. If if players come in and they they take the weight of the whole state and fan base on their shoulders and think they need to do more than they actually do need to do, but they get in their heads. I mean, Taylor Martinez was that same way. Yeah. The, do something so terrible on one play, and then you can snap the ball and run 75 yards untouched for a touchdown, and it's like, why haven't we done that all game? Yeah. And I'm not saying we should have been running the ball more. That's with Adrian. But but it's just, how can you not get out of your own way? Now, I'm going to flip that and say we should have maybe had Adrian run more. And maybe we should have. I think, to me, again... Not a football player, um, but watching that game, it looked like the game plan, and Bielema said after the game, the game plan was to stop Adrian, and he's like, we did that. I don't really agree with that. I think he, I think we, we stopped ourselves. They, I don't think they did what they needed to stop Adrian. I think we put ourselves in that position to not be able to win the game. Well, um, but he, he's missing those. He's missing the easy passes. And I asked, I asked Steve, uh, Steve Warren, uh, you guys should be familiar with who that is. I asked him on Twitter, I said, is it a confidence thing where he's, he's not throwing the ball to the guys that are one-on-one coverage because he's not confident in himself? And his response was basically, he's not hitting the wide open guys, which is taking his confidence away from hitting a guy that's in coverage. He's not even testing well, the defense, the corners. He's not. He's trying to hit wide open receivers, and maybe that's part of the problem. He's not hitting them. So he can't hit. He's not going to even throw to a guy. What's funny coverage. though is he actually hit Oliver Martin a couple of times yep. in tight coverage. One, a couple, both times were deep. One time they went to review, and the other time um, it led to a scoring touch. Uh, led to a touchdown. Yep. And those were in tight coverages. But then when you have guys wide open that could go thirty plus yards after the catch, <sighs> guy in the end zone, Miss Hickman a couple times. Miss um, oh Hickman, Miss Lever. Um, Missed Allen. Yeah. Ugh. You know, and they didn't get Allen. That's another thing. They didn't get Allen involved until late. Yeah. Um, who, yes, Zom, that was my preseason uh, <laughs> offensive MVP. I mean, and when they threw it to him, you know, it got chunk yardage, and it, it seemed easy. Yeah. Just, you know, pitch and catch. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So so John was at the game yesterday. Said it was hot on the field. I'm sure. I mean, it again. I, right. the, the, the real so feel. So freaking hot here. I, I the the real feel with humidity was like 110 during the game. Yeah. So yeah, it's hot. But they're also on that that field. There's even more heat coming off the field. That's so true. and they're in pads. Like they're running. You know, they're exercising. So, um, but yeah, I don't. Again, I think the game plan was to not get Adrian as involved in the run game. Whether it was heat related or not, I don't know. But that's what no. it seemed like because. 
you can see his indecisiveness. Once that pocket starts to collapse, the last three years, maybe two of the last three years, what would he do? Get out and run. Right. He was hesitant to even tuck the ball and run. He well, was still looking for a pass, which we, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but that's not the Adrian that we saw in that 75-yard run. If he gets out of the pocket and tries to run, he's going to be more successful, but it's like they didn't want him to do that. Yeah, and somebody's holding him back there, and maybe it's because, you know, we do have more running backs, um, you know, options. We do? Not that we know of that, <laughs> you know. But we were watching the game together, and you made a good point. When he does kind of step up, he steps too far up. And it's like, well, if you're going to do that, then you might as well run. Yeah. But when you step too far up, you know, he just needed to take, like, one step forward, and then he'd have time to pass. But instead, he's going too far up, and then he's not running. He's yeah. putting himself in, and then he's scrambling to the pressure. side, and it's more pressure. Um, so I I don't know how to fix that. Um, obviously, Mario Verduska doesn't know how to either because he hasn't fixed him. No, um, and again, I again not being a football player, definitely not being a quarterback. I, I'm not sure how much when it comes to coaching and it comes to Mario. Like I still and I call I called for him last year. I think even the year before. Like why is he our quarterback coach? Why is he still there? Um, part of this indecisiveness and not knowing: Do I throw? Do I run? Do I step up in the pocket? Do I step back from the pocket? Do I step to the side? What do I do here? Is part of that the way he's being coached? Like, I think so because is that Mario? I, I don't know who it is, um, but you can tell that in years past, there's times when he would have just gone, and now he's not. Or maybe he's kicking it to the outside and getting a few yards and getting out of bounds and not, get, not taking a hit, which I understand. And that's probably what he's being told so that he doesn't get hurt yeah. because our backups are not ready to play, yep. which is another topic that <laughs> we can talk about. Why we didn't bring a transfer portal quarterback in is beyond me but um especially since adrian doesn't seem like he's improved but um yeah i i said it yesterday during the game i was like you know i don't want our offense to be drop back adrian gets pressure and has to run but that might be the only thing that we really can do and and uh, you know off of Adrian, we look at our offensive line. And that's why, because our offensive line hasn't. But I think our offensive line was 50-50 yesterday. I think they were. There were times where they looked really good on the in the pass plays where they blocked forever. And then again, you had yeah. Adrian either step up too far or just indecisive on where to go to the ball or, or where to throw it. Or our receiver's not open. Again, I think we outmatched them on size on on the offensive guys. I think Omar, I think Tour, uh, I think all of our guys are tight ends. I think we had size. But, again, that confidence from Adrian to throw the ball, is that just not there? So, Or they weren't open. So well, what's what kind of adjustments were we making in the offensive and, game to get them open and make sure we're getting them the ball? Because that Adrian's that decision, you can't – if oh, they're covered, I can't throw the ball. No, no, you still have to let them go up for the ball. We got some massive guys out there. Let them go up for the ball. But if Adrian's not confident, that changes everything too. Well, and also confidence for a quarterback is when you have a solid run game and you can do the yep. play action to give him time. And, you know, I'm glad we started Gabe Irvin yesterday. I was hoping that we would. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he still don't know a lot. <laughs> um, he, he was fine. Yep. Um, he had some really good runs. Yeah, he had some decent runs, uh, one in particular when we were down inside the, inside the five, yep. and he, he ran us for a first down or, you know, whatever. Uh, step, 
looked good when he was in there. Um, yep. Step runs hard. He, he's he a hard runner. Hard. Yeah, he's he's not going to go down at first contact um, most of the time. But we still just don't know because we didn't run the ball that much. And I, I fully expected When we did, it was just a couple yards here, a couple yards there, maybe an eight-yard run there. Um, yeah, I, I fully expect us to run the ball more. Um, and we talked about it last week, preseason. We're deep at running back. We have five guys. Sevian Morrison didn't see the field. He was healthy. He was on the sidelines, didn't play. I mean, according to that one site, Ramir Johnson was like number five, and he was one of the guys that and he, played most he of the played, half. He played what? He didn't play a lot of snaps, though. Like, he still he didn't, lot, he didn't he get the played, ball a lot. At he least. just didn't get the ball a lot. He was in. So, <laughs> Gabe Irvin was probably in the most. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, somebody earlier on Twitter, was, I was going back and forth a little bit on just having a conversation. They're like, they want to get rid of a running backs coach. I don't think that's the answer. we got to run the ball. And we got to have an offensive line that well, can open holes for him. We're not getting that either. So I understand using man. having a lot of options and using different guys, but I also understand, you know, when you got a hot hand like Burkhead or Abdullah, yep. you feed him the rock. And you know, Step had a touchdown and he had a couple runs and he caught a pass, and then yep. you didn't really see him again. Yeah, and it's like. So what's the plan? What's the? What's well, I know, I know he he was he got he has got nicked up a little bit, uh, and maybe in he did. camp too, but in camp. So I'm not sure if that limited him, but still, like he looked good. Um, I just don't I just, get it. It I, makes I, sense. I never understand, you know, why we don't. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it too yesterday. Like we haven't really had that. Not under Frost, really. We haven't mm-hmm. had that for a while. Well, I mean, Dedrick Mills was a cons- a fairly consistent yeah. back the last year or two, but still, just like. There'd be games when he'd get some touches in the first half, and then you yeah. wouldn't really see him much in the second half. And it's probably because we're down and you're throwing the ball more. But it's true. Still, I mean, you have to have a run game. You have to have a balance yeah. to to win. You know, compete and win in these games. Yeah. So. Um, and sorry, we can. Sorry, yeah. Someone, someone mentioned that you know, with Adrian not being decisive. You know, we have we have a head coach that was a quarterback. He coached guys like Mariota, and he coached guys, uh, guy, what's uh, Milton, down in, U- U- in uh, UCF. Why don't we have a quarterback that's decisive and that knows what he's doing? And I don't have the answer for that. I, again, I have no Maybe. idea. I wish I, I mean, did. Maybe it's because he's letting Mario do too much. Well, Mario, Mario go, you, you're supposedly his quarterback guru, but I've seen nothing but indecisiveness, nothing but regression from our quarterbacks, then we don't have a guy like uh, Harburg and um, Summer. Like, I don't, they're not ready to go. They're not. They're, I, I guarantee you they're not ready to go. That's why I'm not so sure why we didn't bring in a transfer porter quarterback. And, and looking into next year, I mean, unless Martinez comes back for another year, because yeah. he probably can, can he? He can. Har- Harburg, apparently, I've heard a lot of good things about him, but I don't the game plan, Jason says here, it seems like we have a game plan and don't make adjustments. Yeah, I mean, that's – yeah, I think that's a lot about what it is. Is It's not the – talent, the talent's there. I, I see our talent up and down that, that line, but the one outlier, like I said yesterday, is Martinez. We have the talent, but we don't have the guy to give him the ball. And that's that's been kind of a killer. Ross, another season to bitch about, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so far, it's, yeah. been, it's been one game. Now, let's reiterate this. It's been – one game, and it was not a good game. The tough thing for me is, yes, it's only been one game. But you're seeing the same things we've done in the past few years, and some of it's actually worse. Yeah. And 
especially things that have been talked about that are better or fixed are worse. Yeah. And that's, you know, scary to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that Oklahoma game in a couple weeks is scary to me. Yeah. I mean, that game yesterday yeah. is week zero, first game of the season on TV. You know, people that have been waiting for football are like, oh, okay, this is a conference game, division game. We'll watch this game. And we look like that. Yeah. Now, Omar Manning did catch some passes. Omar, and he's a beast. Like, the guy, he, yeah, he ran an extra, pa- like, eight yards with yeah, the guy pass, trying to tackle yeah, him. That one pass he caught, he um, was a beast. But Tour, Tour had some great catches. Samari had some great catches as well. Um, Oliver Martin was probably the best Oliver receiver Martin. that we had. But, again, we just we didn't see it. And here, here's a couple things that I noticed. Uh, Andrew, I agree with you, getting beat. <laughs> getting get ourselves beat week after week not just week after week year after year it's been we've seen way too much of it over the last five six years and it's just it's getting old as husker fans and even our expectations aren't that high our expectations are let's get to a bowl game right so now, let's do that well and i i know i texted you last night i mean i tried try not to go down these rabbit holes on twitter and stuff like that but there wasn't much out there i think people have just kind of given up i don't think i don't think it's given up People Maybe are not giving up, but it's almost like you're defeated. Then th- that's how and, I feel. Like you just feel, like, man. Like what else? Like as a fan, we can't do anything. We can bitch like we're gonna do for probably a few weeks here, but we we try to make sense of it, and nothing nothing does make sense. Well, and that's hard when you see a team that you think should be better than they are, and they go out there and they perform like that. And, and Ross mentioned, you know, we've had, we haven't had like a, such a great warm up game. Illinois should have been a warm up game. That should not. Yeah. Let's be real. Brandon Peters is not a great quarterback. Sitkowski that beat us is not a great quarterback. We make these teams look good he, because of the because we beat ourselves. He transferred to Illinois because Noah Vedral took his spot at Rutgers, and Noah Vedral left Nebraska because he didn't have a starting spot. And all those people that love Noah Vedral, he ain't a great quarterback. Like let's just make that. I mean, I like I'm just kid. gonna say it. I think he's, he's a, a good he's, kid. He's a Wahoo Nebraska kid, but I he's like not him. a great quarterback. No. Um, he wouldn't do any when, better at Nebraska. When he, when he played at Nebraska, he played in one game, and he, he was fine. I think it was that uh, Bethune-Cookman game. He was fine. But, um, yeah, it's just getting really hard. Um, you know, I, I think I said this last week. I You know, I just hadn't really had that same excitement yeah. leading up to the season that I normally do. And then when we did a show, I was actually pretty excited but, you know, even yesterday, before the game started, I just didn't have as much as excitement that I normally have. Yeah. And I guess when the game ended, it kind of made me realize why. Because yeah. why, why would I have the same yeah. excitement? So Blake says Oklahoma's going to hang 70 on us. God, man. I We're going to be down by 40. I think, now here's the thing. I think the next two weeks are going to be very telling. How do we bounce back against Fordham and against, what, Buffalo? Though we have to decisively win those games, yep. and again, it's Fordham and Buffalo. But I don't care. We're in Nebraska, and we haven't been shit for six years. So we have to show that we have to hang seventy on one of those teams, which seems impossible. Let's get to forty. Let's hang forty on one of those two teams, if not Let's, both. But I mean, if we don't we see score if we don't see plus. those mistakes go away, Oklahoma will destroy us, destroy us. Oklahoma, if and they it, don't, yeah, make. And I can't even say make serious improvements over the next two weeks because you really won't be able to tell. Yeah. I mean, you might. I think Buffalo is a pretty decent team. The last few years, their coach left. But but here's but, the thing. You get Adrian hitting some of those short passes to wide-open receivers. That enough might build his confidence to, hit, to throw the ball downfield yeah. more. Get more of that one-on-one coverage throws that we're not seeing that could potentially be toss-ups. Right. That our guy guys are taller. We're, we're bigger and... 
probably faster than that Illinois coverage. We just didn't get the ball to him. And we need the offensive line to get some confidence, you know, yep. having a big block and having, you know, a long t- long run or a long touchdown run, build some confidence there. Yep. Otherwise, we're going to be down at 40 at half, by 40 at half against Oklahoma. So, so here's an interesting comment from Joni. Joni, I appreciate you joining the show today. Um, Frost needs to realize that there's a problem, and it might not be because of the new players. So you talk a little bit about new guys and guys that have been there for a while. What's interesting is I was just talking to my dad about this a little oh. bit ago. We have – new guys on the team that are supposedly really good, but they're not playing. Is it because the redshirt rule? We want to hold on to them and only let them play four games? I say, damn, the redshirt rule. No. no. We got to win now. No. I don't care. We got to win right now. If we have guys that can play and help us win games, put them in the game now. Don't wait for the new guys. I don't care if they're a true freshman and you – no. Gabe Irvin, perfect example. True freshman, ready to go. He might have need to play all season if, if yep. he's going to be one, the best option or one of the best. Uh, Frost doesn't have time for that. Yep. He's got to win now. So so John said, Jonathan said that we were actually louder than Illinois until that return, then that fumble return for a TD. Then it kind of went like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. I believe it. That, we, I mean, our That's, our energy watching the game together was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, right they, before they, half, too. The, the announcers during the game are like, Oh, they don't want to give the ball back to Nebraska, and then they give the ball back to us, and then they we literally a third down, and we're like, the only thing we can't do here is fumble the ball, a fumble six. It's like this has happened. Like the one thing we can twenty do. times in the last five years. How does this happen? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, literally, just fall. That's what you said. You're like, how do you just not like go down or throw the ball? Like just throw it away. Again, just go down again. He stepped up as if he was going to run. And then just go down. But he's trying to run in between guys, and he had a lot of time to to get rid of the ball. And then he tried to run in between. I just again, I don't get it. Uh, Joni mentions, you know, what happened to the defense? They were so good in the first, and we kind of mentioned that earlier on. Joni, I we talked about adjustments. We didn't make adjustments. We failed to they, make adjustments. They made adjustments. I think our defensive line was still good. I, that wasn't the problem. It was so the too. secondary and not making the adjustments to move to where they were going. Well, and they did. They did some different things. Their they, offensive they, line we and defense. Their offensive line and defensive line were their deepest. Not not deep. Uh, like they had more super, seniors. Super more seniors. seniors yeah. They had the most super seniors in the country, and that was one thing that we were nervous about is just experience, you know? And that definitely played a difference. In ta- the tale of two has for our defense. Yeah. Um, so if Frost beats Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, or Wisconsin, does that erase the bad? I think if we, I think those are wins that we didn't see Bo get, which was kind of the downfall of Bo is he never won the big games. Right, Riley. We obviously know that, but with those big games is what we need to win. I don't consider Michigan maybe a big game. Kind of depends on how they are when we when we see them. Same I, with Wisconsin. I, I, I think both of those teams are beatable. Before yesterday, um, now I'm not so sure. But yeah, um, my, again, yeah, we were drinking way too much Kool-Aid last weekend. Um, my, I would say it would erase it if by that point in the season we saw a vast improvement in the team so say we win wisconsin or iowa or i guess you didn't say that one but yeah let's say the back half of the season which is our tough tough stretch of the schedule we're kicking into high gear and 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 we're you know either losing a close game or winning against one of those teams then yes i could i could say it maybe erases the bad but we're also gonna have to win all of the games that we are supposed to win yeah. and we're gonna have to steal some games that you know like you said yesterday 
going on the road at Minnesota. I can't see a win yeah. at this point. Yeah, because what? I mean, again, Illinois, they're still not going to win more than three games probably. Four games maybe. But I don't know their schedule. But I don't know if we um, will either. So um, Ross says only – Blake says the only way that we're going to beat one of those teams is COVID. Come on, COVID, do you get Wisconsin again. <laughs> Please don't do that. I'm kidding. But um, you, you might be right, Blake. I, I don't agree – I don't disagree with that. Um Joni says it's going to be a long year. Uh, might as well start saying prayers. Man, we've been praying for a long time uh, for this team to come back. I have dreams of us being good. Yep. But. <laughs> no, Blake says not a single game is a given. Um, not not a single game. Absolutely. I mean, even the next two not, weeks. Not after yesterday. Um, absolutely not. We we play to our competition every game. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we, we've been doing that for a long time though. Where hey, we should smack this team. We should put up sixty. Even when we were even, even yeah. when we were winning nine ten games a even year the with Bo years. We, we played never. South Dakota State and you win seventeen to three. We never ran up the score when we should. And, have and could have. I think Taylor Martinez threw a pick six that year when we were up ten three and they were it, they. <laughs> They tied the game, but there was a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we always play down. Yeah, and right. we we need to have our defense look the way they did in that first half yesterday against Fordham and just absolutely destroy them yep. and win like sixty-two to three or something. <sighs> so yeah, so Ryan Ryan here says that we need a new coach. So here's. There's a lot of the we need a new coach, fire frost crowd. I'm not there. There's a lot of reasons why. Now I understand, and I posted yesterday on our on our Twitter, and I think on Facebook you said, too Trev, that Trev, do your thing. I did say Trev do your thing right after the loss. Uh, that's we kind were, of a joke. We but, were heated after the loss. But here, here's the thing: if we win, if we win four games, that's if if we win four games this year, Frost. His seat is burning, and he his ass is on fire, and he might get fired. I don't. He could. I could see it happening, but here's what I would rather see. I would rather see his supporting staff be upgraded. New QB coach, new offensive line coach, I new special team, an actual special teams coach, not an analyst and cheating and with an analyst. What but, was uh, who who was who was the girl that used to comment a couple years ago that said Shenander needed to go year one? Oh god, a lot of people said that. No, who was Should, I don't remember what. Oh uh, yeah, was. I don't remember what it name might have been. Yeah. A fa- it might have been a fake page. But um I actually think that Shenander has gotten the defense, you know, pretty pretty good. Obviously the second yeah. half we didn't look that great yesterday, but um you do need time. You can't just bring yeah. but at some of these other like you said, quarterback coach. Yep. Now some of these other spots, I think that's where we need to start yep. making changes. Yeah. And yep. I know it's just it's, and it's just because it's too easy to say we need a new coach and we need to fire the head coach. But who the hell's going to come? And that's what I mean. Who now we now we're gonna have, we would have a massive buyout, and then not only a massive buyout, but then we're gonna have to hire somebody else at a massive price because again, facilities were probably top ten in the country, and they're um, improving right now. Yeah, and we're still in the Big Ten, who is a good conference. So we're not gonna get somebody to come here if we don't if we don't have a coach that's gonna be able to coach them and, and an experienced coach. We're not gonna be able to hire just hey, it's a first year. Co-. Hell no. Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough. Again, I, I'm not pointing towards the head coach yet, but his ass is on fire. I like the 
Yeah, Ryan did mention that. We really haven't seen him engaged in the game. Now, that's tough because Frost is kind of all – it's like the press well, conference in his body language. Like, everyone got into that. It's like, well, he's kind of always the same. They, and he doesn't really show a whole lot of emotion unless, when he's, unless he, he's pissed. They did show him yesterday. Um, it was when the one bad snap that – uh, and you can call it a bad snap if you want. If you see the replay, Adrian is clearly taking steps to the left yep. and then tries to reach back to get the ball, uh, which I don't know that that's necessarily a bad snap. Yeah. But it was Frost was freaking out on the sidelines about them not getting the ball down, the referees not getting the ball down because we wanted to go we fast. wanted to go fast. And you saw him super pissed on the sidelines, and I don't blame him for that. Um it's just a lot of different things. Um. <laughs> well, and and it's mentioned here too. I think it was Ross that said, you know, is it the players or the coaches? I mean, that, obviously that's a big debate because anybody that's played sports. That was Jonathan because I, yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. his comment. So and anybody, sorry, there's people commenting and it goes away. So yeah, anybody that's played organized sports, you know that, and even if you didn't, you probably know that if you're the one on the field, you need to do what you are, tra- what you're trained, what you're coached. You need to actually do that. Cam Taylor Britt, like, I'm not saying the coaches are saying, hey, when you're running back for a punt, catch it. I'm not saying they're saying that. But in his mind, like, what's Cam going through? Like, he knows that. He's a, he's a, he's in his sixth year. Like, he's he's smarter than that. Yeah. He knows fifth year, sixth year, whatever. He knows better. We have guys that know better. You know not to do that. You know not to do this. And they still do it. So that's that's probably going to be the ongoing debate in sports forever and ever. Because you look at the pros. A lot of those guys in pro sports don't need a coach. Like, LeBron well, James doesn't need a coach on the side. Like, really? Well, and if somebody did that in the pros, they'd probably be cut. I mean, maybe not if they were a starting corner. But that's why they have a punt returner. Yeah. That's not a starting corner mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I don't know it, well, it's, it's a number of different things and ryan and, says we need a, a big 10 caliber coach now what that is i mean we don't again frost thought that the big 10 was gonna have to adjust to our game he's realized he realized not. he realized that's wrong he's now bringing in a different type of players uh bigger guys taller wide receivers um right i think he's made some adjustments in that yeah as far as recruiting goes or you know grabbing transfer portal guys that I think I've been good. Um, I mean, Oliver Martin, Torre, and Step yep. are three of the transfer portal guys that are going to be yep. some of our better players. Yep. Uh, Patrick, and they were yesterday. Patrick says here in the post game to feel like the world was lifted off his shoulders. Either he knows it's over because he failed, or there's a reason for cause. The extra practices. I mean, I can't get into much of that because I don't really know. I didn't watch the post game to be honest. Didn't care to. Um, I watched a minute of it and then I didn't really want to watch anymore. Ryan, I forty six years. I, I get it. We're really bad right now. Um, we were Jimmy and I were both pretty young um, before when the Huskers won their championship. So we haven't really seen nice. a lot of winning Huskers. Like we saw the Bow era. We saw the, you know, Solich, we, we know that. We saw some of Tom o, but, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of winning either, so it's tough. And, and I mean, what's tough, and we've talked about it before, is the reason that we're fans is because we'd get together on Saturdays and watch the game by halftime. Yep. We were winning by so many points, we'd be outside throwing the football, kicking the football around, mm-hmm. that my mom would have to come out and be like, guys, the game's back on. Mm-hmm. And we were up by 35 points or more at half. Now I'm old enough. I can't throw a football without my I shoulder can't throw hurting. A football so at all. Um, Ross says, in your opinion, do you think Scott Frost is getting coming to Nebraska? And if we move from him, who comes? A young and comer, an older coach. Listen, I we tried the if if that happens, 
Well, first first question. Does Scott regret coming here? I don't think so. I don't think so because I think he wanted to rebuild this program. I mean, he, he, had, he had an offer from Florida. Do, does he probably regret that? Probably. Eh, maybe. Because He's a competitor. Because it's easier to recruit there. Yeah. But he's also <laughs> so, he's also a competitor. He was a player. He's a, he's still a he's a player's coach and, and he's a competitor. He, he wants to do well. He's had success everywhere that he's been and he wanted to do that here and it just hasn't worked out. I, so think I don't think he regrets that. I think that he's just trying to figure out a way to make this thing work. Yep. And I, and I think that's that's his ultimate goal is I want to make this work. He wants to get the football program right. back to glory days and right now glory days is getting to a bowl game uh but if we move from frost ross if we do i think we have to go with an up-and-comer we've tried i mean again frost could be considered that but he's not young he's still in his 40s i don't think we go with a guy like riley who was older didn't have a lot of success and then he didn't have a lot of success in nebraska no Um, and it can't be some coach that got fired from a big program and is looking for a bounce back it can't be somebody like that. Yep. It's got to be. And someone, people you know, have been tossing out uh, Campbell. Matt Campbell ain't coming here. Right, he, he's, somebody he's, messaged, personal messaged me last night. He's building that. He's building something at Iowa State that is the best they've been in a long time in football. And he's not going to leave that for a team that's a dumpster fire right now that's not going, well, that hasn't gone anywhere. I think what their rationale was is. You know they don't know what the Big Twelve is going to be or if it's going to be anymore. So why wouldn't he maybe make that jump? Yep. And you know it's not necessarily a bad idea, um, but again you don't know what's going to happen with the Big Twelve. So yep. we'll just have to see. A couple good points here. Uh, Jason says we're a Power Five school with Group Five group of assistants. We've been talking about the assistants and how yeah they were in the AAC. Totally different type of recruiting for one. Totally different type of style of play. And again, that's that has I think hurt us from Mario's this quarterback guru. Again, that's great. Maybe in the AAC, I don't think he's a Power Five, a Big Ten quarterback guru. And we've seen that regression. We also see the guys that are not prepared and ready to come in behind him. McCaffrey very well could have been a good QB, but what kind of coaching was he getting? I don't know. And so we tried to also play him like an AAC running quarterback, and that just and he wasn't good at that either. So and we Vedral again. I didn't Andrew Bunch. I mean, you go back and you know forth on these guys, but. Um, Jonathan says, I think the university, uh, whoever's involved, put us in this position. Got to give Frost time, not because he's Frost. Again, I, I think you have a good point there uh, because that revolving door. We keep that revolving door open every four years. We will right. never, ever, ever get back to the bow of winning nine, ten, ten games a year. Yeah. We won't. We and will I, never get and back I, there. I get it. People were upset because Bo would win nine games a year and get boat raced for one or two of those games. <laughs> and that got I'd old. rather see that but now. <laughs> I would rather see that now because now we're not winning very many games and we're getting boat raced just as many, if not more, games. Yep. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, and again, Bo, Bo getting fired again, there was a lot more to that. It wasn't because he wasn't winning the big games no, per like se. like Ross said, he would... His attitude, media and fans, and and part of that was what I course and yeah, I course was a dumbass yeah. anyway. But um, so and again, it's it's a combination of players and coach. Er, sorry, the coaches and the players. Do we have dumb players? I don't think we have dumb players, but I think we have players that make 
<laughs> stupid mental mistakes over and over again. But how does that how does that continue to happen without? I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy. I, I just it's don't just know frustrating. That. Fundamentals, fundamentals. You gotta be Joni, Fundamental. It's like you gotta be if you ever watch if you ever watch a baseball game. I was watching the Cubbies the other night. They're up six to one after the first inning against the White Sox, and they're still winning going in. I think it was like the third or fourth inning. Um, two outs, fly ball to shortstop. Fundamentals of baseball, pop fly. How do you catch the ball? Two hands, right? Catch the ball. Now, I what does he do? Video. Tries to catch it over here. Whoop, pops out of his glove. They score eight runs that inning or nine runs that inning. They might even score 12. It was like 13 to 6 after that inning. Okay, fundamentals. Fundamentals in every sport that you grow up. You learn fundamentals when you are under the age of 10. Until you are done playing the sport, you practice those fundamentals. That is your your base, your structure. That is what you guide everything you do in the rest of your sporting career is those fundamentals. Right. And, Joni, we went away from fundamentals a long time ago. I'd still rather be at Wrigley. Sorry, that was <laughs> that, that was a long rant. But that, you know, it, it is fundamentals. And we are not doing the fundamental things correctly. And that's where the, those mistakes come in. Okay. And Ryan says, we let some really good players go. Okay. I, I got to stop that because McCaffrey was not a good player. Or he, as a quarterback. He was he was not a he's not a D one quarterback. He might have success at Rice, but he's not a D one quarterback. Again, I don't think Vedral will be having success at Nebraska either. I don't not with Scott. Not so with Frost. It sounds to me like Kentucky is using Wandale the same way that we did. Yep. Which I'm not surprised. But um that wasn't necessarily our our fault. I mean, we had a talented player yep. and we tried to use him as much as we could and he claimed that or people around him claimed that we weren't using him the right way mm-hmm. to either get him in the nfl or whatever it was i think he wanted to go back home or his family wanted yeah. to go back home and I understand that it's fine it's whatever we we relied too much on him tried to use too much of him to the point where we'd throw little passes to him or, or have him as a running back and it just it didn't make our offense flow. Yeah. Not that our offense. It, did, it didn't make us better. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, he wasn't making us better. Not because of who he was or his athleticism. I, I mean, love the we, kid. He just wasn't making kid. us better. But yeah, and, and yeah, we could. So Ryan, I think someone else mentioned that McCaffrey. They didn't want to use him at quarterback anymore. They wanted him to be a wide receiver, and he said no. Yeah. He wanted to be a QB. So then he goes to Louisville, and he's not going to win the starting job. So he he goes to a couple practices before he even enrolls. And knows right away, I'm not going to start. Okay, you have a three-year starter ahead of me. No, you weren't going to start. So now he goes to Rice, and Rice is the only team that's going to take him in. And no one, everyone else saw what he did against Illinois last year. And he Crazy played. enough, he was awful. Yeah, and, yeah. and his his decisiveness was worse than Adrian, believe it or not. But And um, he could have success, and I wish the best for the kid. I mean... But he wouldn't have been successful as a quarterback, in my opinion. So I, I get it, Ryan. Again, it's one of those frustrations of losing some of those guys. Um, a lot of times we don't hear the real reason why people are leaving, but I think with McCaffrey, I think it was in his best interest if he wanted to be a quarterback to get out of Nebraska. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't, he, and believe it or not, not better than Martinez as a quarterback, in my opinion. Um, Eli, you mentioned that we got killed time possession. Jesus. Yes. Uh, again, I mean, you you spent the more than half of the sec or the third quarter, Illinois had the ball. Yeah. And so right there, th- that alone destroyed us. Uh, you know, going three and out, or you know, getting one first down and then punting the ball away. 
Illinois had the ball a lot of the game, and that's, again, why I think the defense wasn't nearly as good in the second half. They were on the field too much. It was hot. <laughs> yeah, and Blake, you know, we, we said it just a little bit ago, Mario needs to go. I, I couldn't agree more. I've been on the Mario needs to go train for a couple of years now. Frosty, you, you say he needs to trim some fat. I, again, we are. he brings all of his AAC guys with him, a group of five to a power five. And that's kind of what we're seeing. We're not seeing the, they're not able to adjust to the Big Ten adjustments that are being made in game, and we're not seeing those adjustments. Does some of that fall on Frost? Absolutely. Does some of that fall? Does a lot of that fall on his position coaches? Absolutely. So, uh, getting rid of Frost may not be the the first answer. The first answer is what other yes. what other position coaches can we bring in as this a support supporting staff to really get this team kicked in gear? Right, and if that doesn't, if things don't change. After that, then, yeah, it might be time. But I don't. I agree with you. I don't think it's the right time just yet. Yep. Um, <laughs> Titanic and iceberg. <laughs> it's a good analogy, Jason. Yeah, I like no, that. Ross, it's you're totally right. Do. And I had I got two or three phone calls when I got home after the game yesterday. People were like, after that Caleb Tarrant penalty, it literally the game went completely sideways yep. after that, and that sucks because. Like we said, he was a beast, and you can tell how hard he's been working, and just one hit can change the yep. entire game. Yeah, and again, it wasn't even a dumb penalty. It was actually a damn good hit. He followed his hit. He just happened to drive the quarterback in the ground. That was too much. So, um, And, Blake, that's why we drink during the show is because then we can get it out of our system while we bitch here. We can drink, and then we can move on and move on to our next game. So, yeah. Um, I, I love this discussion. A lot of people have a lot of great things to say. I was hoping for this. Um, yeah, we were going to do 30 minutes, and it's been yeah. an hour. So, so Brad, welcome to the show. It pains me to say that uh, two hours yesterday, all the hope and excitement for for year four has went out the window. Buckle your seatbelt. Good news is all TBD games are now 11. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, we talked, we no, talked, we about, talked that. about that yesterday because we're going to be in Wrigley. Um in, in September, in September, September 25th, yeah. And that is the Michigan State game. And ironically enough, that day is when Wisconsin and Notre Dame play at Soldier Field. Yep. So we're like, well, Nebraska's going to be playing at 11, and that game's at 11. Yeah. So we might as well might, might get to watch, watch, might get to watch both games. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to get 11 a.m. kickoffs all year, which we have, I think one of them's 2.30, which was that the Buffalo game? I'm pretty sure I'm not. So I mean, either way, like we're gonna see a lot of 11 a.m. games, but um, you're right, Ryan. There, there's really still, uh, you know, still bleed Husker red. I wouldn't say it's good news because I really don't like to drink at 11 a.m. <laughs> no, that's true. That's very true. I mean, we we did our fair yesterday at 12:20. I don't mind 12:20. I feel a little bit better drinking at 12 o'clock yeah. than I do 10:30. Uh, but um, but you know, we we had uh, again. I I think there is talent. There is talent. We have to, and we've said this for a few years, we have to use the talent appropriately. We have to make in-game adjustments. All right, Ross says, I honestly believe in my heart that this game is a tide changer, and for some stupid reason, we turn completely around. For some dumb reason, I feel this. Ross, that is just your fandom coming through, and I believe it. We, we are, are drinking, drinking Zipline, local. Dear old Nebraska dear brew. Old Nebraska brew. It's the official beer of... Nebraska alumni. And if you haven't had it, it is absolutely it delicious. Is, it is good. It's a very good, nice, uh, it. easy, really good. easy drinking beer. So uh, it, it'll, it won't knock you on your butt. You can have a few. You'll be all right. Um, 
But no, I, I again, Ross, it's kind of how I'm feeling. Like if we come out, we don't do those mental mistakes over the next two games. We still might lose to Oklahoma, but maybe not by seventy. I hope not. <laughs> again, that's that is the I am like we are ultimate optimists when it comes to Husker football. Obviously, and we that's, picked eight and four, nine and three last week for yeah, our record, and that is why. Yesterday ultimately sucked because it really should have been one of those games where you come out and you win the game easily. Even if we won, and I predicted 34-21. So my my prediction was only 13 points. So that wasn't out there. But playing for him, so that should happen. (laughs) I hope so, Dan. My God, we better beat him. The only thing that we have in Nebraska, even though I live in southwest Florida, hold on to him every day. Hey, cheers, Ryan. Um, So someone asked earlier, and we didn't get to it, but someone asked about next week. What's going to happen at our home opener? What do we see? Are we going to see a team come out on fire? Are we going to see a full stadium of fans? No. I mentioned yesterday that starting this year, we're going to start seeing a decrease in fans if we lost that game against Illinois. Does that start next week against Fordham? Yeah. It was already going to be. Even if we would have won yesterday, I think it would would be. Just because pandemic... um, there's restrictions in the stadium. Yep. Um, so, but people also ha- weren't there last year. So, I mean, shoot, I don't. I, I'd rather watch the game on TV, but I'm almost wanting to go just because yeah. I haven't been. You know, um, yeah. I don't know that I want to go next week, but that might be the game you want to go. Might to actually be. It the might be the, you want to if go you want to see him win. If you want to see him win, and you know, yep. maybe score some points <laughs> this season. Yep. So Jason, Jason has over under on uh, best practice comment. You I know, think he's he's he's, tri- he's trimmed his uh, pressers he's just below I, five I minutes. That's why is because the media was kind of crushing him for saying certain things, and he's just yeah. done with them. Uh, if the offense can establish an identity, Ross, I agree. You talked about this earlier. We we don't have an identity on offense, and we really haven't for a while. Um, I think our identity we got to run the ball, but we got that offensive line's got to be better. Yeah, we got to establish the run. You establish the run. You establish the pass, and we have not been able to do that. It's not going to be the reverse. We we can't go pass, 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 run. It's it's well, still got to be. We got to run the ball more. And I think we have pretty good guys on the O line. So I heard people talking yesterday about you know maybe making an offensive line coach change. Yeah. Um, I mean Turner Corcoran is one of the was one of the best mm-hmm. offensive lineman in his class. I still think he did really well. And I think he did too. Um, but I, I, And I think I said 50-50 on our offensive line. I'm actually going to give our offensive line probably 70-30. Yeah. I, 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 I still think of, they did pretty well, but there's obviously things, obviously ways they can get better. Well, and here's the thing. Like you said, Bielema said we wanted to stop Adrian or whatever. I think they were, sent, I think they were sending it yesterday. Yep. And those guys were doing as best they could, but and and I, I was critical earlier. I said that they hadn't improved. They probably have improved. Um, they were just the kitchen sink was getting thrown at them every play. Yeah, and yep. you know they're going one on one with those receivers. Martinez made a few plays here and there, throw throwing wise. But when you're sending, you know, yep. seven eight guys every play, you only got five offensive linemen. Yeah. So, uh, Brad, if Illinois goes eight and four, I I'm not going to promise I'll eat something gross, but I don't like pickles. I'll eat a pickle if they go. I don't eight like and pickles four. either. We'll eat pickles on the show. Sorry. Um, I turned sorry. off. Right, right. I turned off my notifications. Right. So sorry about that. Um, we're still live. We're good. Um, 
So yeah, if Illinois Illinois goes eight and four, I will be absolutely shocked. Um, I don't know their schedule though. <laughs> so yeah, I think we got to look at Mike da- Mike Mike Dawson. We mentioned that already. Greg Austin um, and Mario. Those are the three guys I think need to have a. A uh, very, 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 very short leash. If we don't see a turnaround, we might see uh, we might see a couple coaches gone. Yeah. Um, Which I think would be good. We need yep. a shakeup again. We something haven't shake up. We haven't done that. And I think that's something that we need to do. Um, make a change, Trev. Uh, some I think I can't remember who said it. Jason, maybe that. Uh, Trev probably told Frost keep his press conference short. Tre- Trev's a winner. Trev Alberts does not want to see and this football team fail moving forward. And if you, if you watch game day, they basically the story was, you know, about Nebraska not having as much success as they had in the past. And, you know, they said that the, the guy said he asked Trev Alberts straight up, is Frost coaching for his job? And he, Trev said no. Now, I do think <laughs> Trev probably told Frost – you're coaching you're, for your job. Well, he could have. <laughs> but he also could have said, do your thing, and if it's not working, then we're going to have to have – you're going to have to make some serious changes or we're going to have to have a serious conversation. Yep. So I don't know that Frost is going to be too scared to make some changes. Because, because I'm, pretty, changes. I'm pretty sure, and anyone on this that knows, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure – Cleve Blackman. Cleve Blackman. Pretty sure that – the head coach makes decisions based on coaching staff when it comes to hiring and firing, not the AD. The AD probably approves it or goes through the information as well, but I'm pretty sure Frost has everything in the world to say, hey, I'm gonna, you're done. Right. I don't know that's for sure, but I'm just guessing that's probably what we need is that little shakeup, and he has the power to do that. Um, man. That was about 45 minutes longer than I plan on going today, yep. but great conversation, guys. We appreciate you having you, having us on today, um, joining us. Um, Sunday 1 o'clock seems to be better than uh, like Sunday 6, 6 o'clock. o'clock. And, yeah, this 1 o'clock time works pretty well for us. So we'll probably continue to do this. And, again, when games are at 11 o'clock, we know people are up and they're going to be watching the games on Saturdays. We're still watching next week. Hopefully it's a better outcome. But um, a couple of things that were – one thing that was really good yesterday is the Cubs actually won, so that made me a little happier at night, but – you blanked the White Sox. Um, anyways. Did they the White Sox 2 or 3? Seven, no. Oh, they lost 2 or 3. No. Uh, but appreciate everyone that joined in today. We have some new faces, new names. Yeah. Maybe I haven't Come heard back. before. So Come back. Like our page, Two Average Guys. Uh, we'll always be on our Cornhusker corner Nation on Sundays. Um, nobody told us that our uh, our mic wasn't working or that you couldn't hear us, so that's awesome. That is um, awesome. But podcast will be uploaded later. We'll be out there on YouTube. Let your friends know. Come join us. We'll be back we just like next to drink Sunday. Beer and bitch. We do. It's and we've had a lot of that lately. So that's pretty much all we do. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you all next Sunday, same time. We'll be back at one o'clock. Check us out on uh, on all of our channels, and we'll see you soon. All right. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. What you average, you guys? Cheers. See you next week.